The following is rated R. It contains violence, adult language, nudity, and adult content. Good evening, everybody, and welcome. It's 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time, Sunday, October 9th, 2022. And thank you for joining us for the Walking Dead online viewing party right here on blogtalkradio.com. I'm host Casey Shapiro, and special thanks to our host and sponsor, NDB Media. And extra special thanks to one of our longtime listeners and helpers and right-hand person. Joan is with us in the chat tonight. Let's give her some thanks. Always appreciated. And tonight's show contains spoilers up through the last episode that aired and possible content from any current AMC official promo materials, which means if there's stuff that's out because tonight's episode is on AMC Plus already, um, that's fair game. If AMC has not sued somebody and made them shut it down, then it's fair. So just letting you know, you got to be current if you want to run with the big dogs. All right. Tonight we start our show, as always, a half hour before the new episode airs live each week with recap from the previous episode and discussion of what is to come tonight. At 9 p.m. we go dark or mute. We'll watch the new episode together and then at the commercial breaks we rate that episode between 1 and 10, 1 being this is a baby's diaper, remove it from my august presence, and 10 being this is glorious. And you shall be richly rewarded for your beneficence. (laughs) We haven't ever had a 1 or a 10, but this gives you an idea of the scale. Um, We will also give commentary, uh, read news articles. Although I have to confess to you guys tonight, I don't really have news articles for you. I may see if I can drum something up because we usually cover the material that I have for you before the end of the show. So I like to have something in my pocket but uh, see what happens is when I do the show I have notes and a little script that I come up with and each week I redo it but what's happened is because Walking Dead Classic hadn't been on for so long the outline or basically the the skeleton format that I used for it was back from April and some of the articles really just weren't that interesting or relevant anymore so I wiped them out but there wasn't anything I could find that would suffice for you know like a a, I'm losing nouns I'm sorry you guys know I have a little bit of brain damage so a synopsis yeah usually I have additional synopsis for you guys I couldn't really find one tonight most of them had spoilers in them they've been doing that a lot more since AMC airs the thing earlier in the day today so people yap and ruin things Uh, for those of us who try to keep it pure and so I don't have anything but I will see when we go live on the air I may troll around the internet a little bit and see if I can find anything and if not you know it is what it is we will handle that and do what we can and I appreciate your patience so anyhow um, you know we will have commentary news articles if I can find them, and trivia on the show, which I do have for you, as well as the cast and crew, including bios, birthdays, and more. I'm kind of enjoying that we do this because it's really nice to be able to get to know some of the other people that help make the show happen 
you know, those who write it and those who staff it as well as those who act in it. Um, I, I think that's really nice to be able to get to know them. Alrighty, so our show is spoiler and comic free, which most of you should know. Please don't discuss any spoilers or stuff from the comics in the chat room or on the air. We prefer our discussions, reactions, and our own comments to be just about what we know from the show that's presented. All right, going to go over the basic summaries again. Most of you know this, so I'm not going to get into detail, really. Uh, Number one, welcome to the final season, the final third of the final season of The Walking Dead Classic. Tonight's episode 18, in the final third of season 11, ever, uh, followed by The Talking Dead around 11 p.m., because they're doing a thing where Interview with the Vampire comes on right after this, around 10.05 or so. Um, Joan, if you are willing to do us the favor of finding out exactly when, we can let everyone know. But I'm assuming they run a few minutes over. And then it's Interview with the Vampire. I will say this. Interview with the Vampire, this TV remake, is actually quite nice. I'm very pleased with it. And it's not that they've never led with a show afterwards that was bad. Um, Some of them were good. It's just that I want to watch the thing I'm here to watch with my radio show. And they split it up so that Talking Dead's not on until 11. And I'm not going to keep you guys sitting around on the air for an hour watching a different show to go watch Talking Dead. So I don't like that part. We don't watch Talking Dead together, but at least we can kind of discuss, like, who's going to be on, and it's all fresh. You know, it just ruins the continuity for me. I don't really like it. But at least Interview with the Vampire is a really nice show. I have been watching that since we're there from the beginning. Um, And I've been pretty pleased with it. Um, we have six episodes. Oh, hold on. Let me do my math. Sorry, math is hard in my head. 18, 19, 20, 21, 2, 3, 4. That is correct. Double checking my own math because I'm bad at it in my head. We do have six episodes left ever after tonight. Okay, Fear the Walking Dead Season 8. We still do not have a premiere date. I had thought perhaps they would do something weird. Um, the last episode airs November 20th, and I thought they would have a big hullabaloo because they're having a big party out in L.A. to celebrate the end of the series. And I thought they would do something with fear after that. Normally, they don't air things over the Christmas holiday. But the schedule's been so messed up and so bizarre that I thought perhaps they would break that, but apparently not. So we may not see fear again until... I'm going to guess February 2023. But absolutely, as always, I keep looking, keep Googling, searching around, and if I find anything out, I always let you guys know as soon as I do. Um, Joan says that Interview with Vampire is on at 10.06, and then Interview with the Bloody Vampire is on until 11.14, so Talking Dead isn't on until after that. And I do have notes later for you as to who will be on tonight. All right. Fear the Walking Dead, we don't know. Uh, The Walking Dead world beyond is long over. It ended months ago. It ended with a very likely plot string 
that ties it in with the Commonwealth somehow. Well, we're not sure. The Commonwealth or CRM, but we're not 100% clear. There's something. They're both in the same areas of the country, and that's why we're not entirely sure, because I also think there's a tie-in with the Commonwealth and CRM, but I think they're more rivals than part of the same unit. I think they're at the same purpose and eating up the same resources. They may be competitors. I don't know. But anyhow, we don't have any leads on that, but you can see World Beyond on AMC Plus and AMC Streaming, all that fun stuff. Daryl spinoff, 2023. I've already talked about that. Tales of the Walking Dead. Season one has wrapped. There are six episodes. You can see them streaming. They have committed to a second season. We have no data on it. I assume that will come up in 2023 at some point. I also don't know if season two will be longer. They haven't mentioned any of these things. Uh, Dead in the Water. Fear webisodes, mini prologue, ended a while ago, AMC+. Maggie and Negan in New York, in The Walking Dead, Dead City, 2023. And, of course, Rick and Michonne, blah, blah, blah. Um, Nothing has really changed. I'm just reminding you, in case anyone's listening who has been missing this, although shame on you if you have, because it means you haven't been listening to this show for quite a few weeks, if you didn't realize this, because I say it every week. All right. Call in to speak with the host if you would like, and I'd love to talk to you, 914-338-0314. We'll be taking calls all evening tonight, which will be uh, up until around just a wee bit after 10. Um, So I especially encourage you to call between now and 9 o'clock before the live show. Uh, You're welcome to call in later, but you will be screened and muted until the commercial break where we can chat on the air. The phones are not your thing. Join us in our live chat room where you can ask questions, chat, and you will be able to listen to the show real time, as well as use that link to go back and download the episode about five to ten minutes after we're done. And we post the link for that on our Facebook page and my personal social media and so on and so forth. Feel free to share them every week. And if you're unable to join us real time this evening, uh, always know that you, hold on, the mouse did a weird thing and it was trying to close my script and we can't have that. Okay, so if you're unable to join us in real time, you can go back to the episode link later and download the broadcast as an MP3 for later listening. Just go back to the link, click on the cloud-shaped white icon at the top right of the page. Incidentally, if you don't see it, it means you went too early and it's not ready yet, but just keep refreshing every few minutes and it will show up, I promise. You can also download this in prior episodes through iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or TuneIn. All right, tonight's The Walking Dead episode is entitled A New Deal, and (laughs) I'm a big Broadway theater dork, so when I keep seeing this title, I want to sing We're Getting a New Deal for Christmas from the musical Annie, which I was in a very long time ago. Not as an orphan. I was an adult, but never mind. Um, I was doing professional theater out on Long Island. Um, And we're getting a new deal for Christmas this year. And that always reminds me of it, so I can't get that earworm out of my head. Um, Anyway, the uh, AMC synopsis of this new deal is Carol makes a deal with Pamela to wipe the slate clean on behalf of her friends 
Aaron, Jerry, Lydia, and Elijah get on the road to Oceanside to fill them in on a plan. The Commonwealth celebrates Founders Day. And as I mentioned, I do not have additional synopsis articles for you tonight, but that's okay. I mean, most of them don't say a whole lot more. Sometimes they do, but it isn't always the case. So I think we'll be all right. I'll see if I find anything in the meantime. So we never know. All right. It's 844. Let's continue. Uh, Now we are writers and directors. So tonight's episode is written by Corey Reed. I actually kept seeing that Kevin Dybul also worked on this episode, but then I'd see him on and then I'd see him not there. So Kevin, I realize you have no idea who I am and you're probably not listening to this show and you probably never will, but if you are, and if you did work on this show and somebody forgot to put you, I'm so sorry. And please feel free to contact us and I will let our listeners know that you did put in your hard work on this show because we want to give credit to everyone. Um, Kevin has worked on the show before, so he's definitely not just some person wandering in for the first time, especially when they're wrapping the show up, you know, permanently. Um, So I do have Corey Reed as the writer. So let's do Corey's bio. Um, Corey is uh, born in L.A., He's the son-in-law of producer Jeremy Stevens. He's been married to Nellie Stevens-Reed since May of 2008. He's an American television writer and producer who has served as a writer since season five in The Walking Dead. Corey started in the industry as a writer in the television series Medium. <coughs> Excuse me. He was praised for his writing style, and that got him a place as a main writer for the TV series Da Vinci's Demons. He has also written for other less-known TV series. Reed has also been a script coordinator and writer and story editor for the TV show Medium. Reed has also been a supervising producer for 16 episodes in 2014 and 15, and co-executive producer for 102 episodes, not including tonight, which will be 103, from 2015 to 2022 for Walking Dead. He has been on Talking Dead four times in 2016 after Season 6, Episode 4, Service. In 2018 after Episode 3, Season 8, Warning Signs. In 2020 after Season 9, Episode 16, Finale, A Certain Doom. And in 2021 after Season 9, Episode 23, Home Sweet Home. Corey has written 20 prior episodes of Walking Dead, starting with Season 5, Episode 3, Four Walls and a Roof, and the last one being, last prior one, being Season 11, Episode 9, No Other Way. Tonight's episode is the 21st that he has written for the franchise. Double-checking with Joan, she has not added anything, so let's continue to the director. Uh, tonight's director is Jeffrey January. So Jeffrey Forrest January, um, who I roughly believe is about 61 and born in 61. And I don't normally get into that level of minutia unless it's their birthday, but I just found that interesting and I don't have his birthday. Um, in fact, there's no uh, bio info on him online 
at all hardly except for tiny little things that I kind of found on some gray pages. So I'm not going to really share that with you guys because I'm not here to dox him. I'm just here to give you a little insight. And I'm just giving you the idea that he's in his early 60s. Um, Jeffrey has been a first assistant director since around 1980 and filled a great many types of roles in movies and television since then, including production assistant, associate producer, and several others. Certainly no stranger to the horror genre. Jeffrey's career in, in that genre traces back to 1988, where he was a movement consultant on the film Bad Dreams. He worked as a production assistant on the zombie comedy Dead Heat. I've never heard of this, and I actually want to check that out later. I have no idea if it's good. I, I don't know. <laughs> I never heard of it before. So, you know, thank you for a new lead because we are doing the uh, the 31 Days of Halloween Horror Films Challenge on social media. I've been playing around with that. I'm very bad at these because I love these things, but I'm very bad at seeing them through to the end. I always start them and then something happens and I have a day where I'm super busy and then I, next thing I know I'm three memes behind and I stop and get aggravated. <laughs> so I don't know. Maybe Dead Heat will fit one of the challenges. This year, so I can go check it out. But anyway, that's a zombie comedy. Joan, I don't know if you feel like um, checking out an IMDb and see about the zombie comedy Dead Heat. It's probably in the 80s or early 90s, I'm going to guess. And see if you can make post a link or something and we can see more about it. Um, anyway, he worked on that as PA. Um, it says that same year, so that would have been 88 that we're looking for. And then he went on to work on films later, such as The Jigsaw Murders, Dark Tide, Not of This Earth, the remake of A Bucket of Blood, Tremors 4, The Legend Begins, and more. And I got a fun note about Tremors uh, very shortly. Um, he has 55 second unit director slash assistant director credits back to 1990, including Highlander 2, for which we forgive him, <laughs> I know I'm sorry you couldn't get on Highlander 1 uh, I bet you're probably sorry too <laughs> alright he worked on Even Stevens the TV show Tremors 4 and here's the fun note interestingly one of the writers for the video I went straight to video for Tremors 4 Ron Underwood was a director for episodes of both Fear and Tales and I also know there's someone else who has worked on Walking Dead as a writer or something similar. I want to say a writer who has worked on another one of the Tremors movies and didn't do one of them. And it's either three or four. And it's a separate person from Ron Underwood or Jeffrey January. So there's kind of like two, two or three people who have worked in both franchises, interestingly. And I, I hope eventually I come across the bio who's the other person who worked on Tremors. So I can tie all this together. That would be fun. Um, anyway, let me continue. Um, other things that he's worked for that you guys might know. Uh, Teen Wolf, the 2012 reboot, not the, one with Mike, not the movie with Michael J. Fox. Um, Preacher in 2016, that was one of the shows that kept interrupting the flow between Walking Dead and Talking Dead. <laughs> it looks good, and I, I didn't get to look at it yet, and I kind of want to. It looks like my taste in shows, but timing is bad. 
So I hope it's still on AMC Plus somewhere. And the other thing he worked on that I knew about was the uh, Creep Show 2019 reboot. I think he worked on it in 2021, so a couple years in. He's been first assistant director for Walking Dead from April 2011, starting with season two, What Lies Ahead, for 80 episodes so far, up through Acts of God, season 11, episode 16, so far. He appeared in the 2017 documentary, The Walking Dead, Behind the Dead, in honor of the 100th episode of Walking Dead ever. He has directed five episodes for Walking Dead, including tonight, and they were the first was season five, episode three, Four Walls and a Roof, in October 2014. Second was season six, episode six, Always Accountable in 2015. Third was New Best Friends, season seven, episode 10, February 2017. Fourth was season eight, episode 13, do Not Send Us Astray, that was March 2018, and the fifth will be tonight. So uh, let's give them some applause for their work on the show. Thank you. Guys. Oh, Lordy. Um, Joan has some stuff for me. I'm trying to copy it, but my my mouse acts really stupid and now I have this window over top of the chat room and I can't see this is super obnoxious I have this chat window over top I tell you what I'm going to refresh my screen in hopes that this little chat box goes away because I can't see anything Jonah's saying now so pardon me for just a moment let me give this a try and see if I can see her now Yes, okay, I'm going to not do that again. I tell you what, Joan, could I trouble you to paste me that link over in Facebook Messenger? I have less foolishness with the mouse if I do it over there. So then I can pick up the link for that and take a peek later. Um, so she sent me the link for that, and I'm going to take a look. All right, it's 8.53, and we have finished the writers and directors, and we're getting into trivia. I can probably get some of this before we go dark. So trivia about tonight's episode, episode 18. Uh, tonight's episode is the 171st episode of Walking Dead ever. Co-stars listed tonight are, and a couple of these are interesting because they seem like bit parts, and I'm surprised they're listed as co-stars. But let's continue. Uh, Anthony Azor is RJ Grimes. Kian Michelle, not Michelle, pardon me, I'm so sorry. Kian Michael Spiller as Herschel Reed. Um, he does not actually appear, but he's listed as a co-star. Annabelle Holloway as Gracie. Um, I don't know how to say this correctly. I'm sorry, I haven't heard it pronounced. It's either Chiara, C-H-I-A-R-A, -A, Chiara or Chiara, I don't know. Misawa or Misawa. I'm really sorry if I'm butchering your name. I just, I can't find anywhere on like YouTube or something where they've pronounced it for me. Um, so I apologize, which is why I'm spelling it out so people at least know that. Um, she plays Mai, M-E-I, who is a teen student at the Commonwealth. Um, she was part of an episode of a few weeks ago. Actually, I think it was before the break, um, since we've only had one episode last week. 
Um, she was, I, I think she was responsible for taking a couple of the other teens to the record shop. When they, when they had the episode where they went to the record shop and bought records, she instigated that. Um, Brian Troxell as announcer or Commonwealth Resident 10. Nick McNeil as Captain Commonwealth. And I get the impression because it's Founders Day that this appears to be some kind of cheesy superhero person that they've dragged out for the community celebration. So that kind of Captain Commonwealth. Um, Raw Liba, uh, first name Raw, L-E-I-B-A, as Attila. I, this may even be a stage name. I really don't know. Um, before the apocalypse, he was a wrestler, as well as the next person and character, Michael Proctor, who plays Lothar, who is also pre-apocalypse a wrestler. And I also get the impression that these two are going to have a play-wrestle tournament as part of the celebration tonight. Uh, Preston James Hillier as Mr. Martins. Corby Dean as Mrs. Martins. They're the one who has the daughter who they feel was wrongfully killed by Sebastian. Um, and she was, technically. You know, set up and sent to go get money. Um, Lorraine Rodriguez Reyes as doctor at Commonwealth Hospital or Commonwealth Resident 11. Elena Sanchez as CW Cleaning Crew Number 1, or Janitor, Commonwealth Resident 12. Elena Sanchez, who portrays this resident, had previously portrayed a wolf, uh, Wolf Number 2, who was the lady who mistook Carol for another wolf when they were raiding Alexandria, and Carol was disguising herself and turned around and shot her. Um, Wigasi Brandt, uh, who is male, um, is CW Clean Crew number two, janitor, or Commonwealth Resident 13. That is the end of the co-stars. Uh, following are uncredited, but appear tonight. And this is a long list, and we're at 8.57. So I think when I finish this, we may be at a pausing place. So most of these names you know, so I'm not going to get into a lot of detail unless I need to explain who they are because they're lesser-known characters or it's been a while and you might have forgotten. So a couple of these are just minor characters, and then there's a whole bunch of people who are in archival footage tonight, and I don't know what's going on that they have so much archival footage, and some of it is of main characters that are gone. Okay, uncredited. Micah King as Ezra, Jerry, and Nabila's son. Autumn Azul as Aaliyah, uh, their daughter. And Maya and Delaney Timber, their twins, because this is youngest, as Mariam, who is uh, their other daughter. Uh, unknown baby actress as Socorro Espinoza, Rosita and Sadiq's child, who's in the show about 10 months-ish now, which should be older because the, kid, the kids' ages don't, come out right, and that's been a chronic problem with this series. Uh, Tom Luz as William Milton, voice over only. It's Pam's father, Sebastian's grandfather. Um, I think maybe the guy on the coin. Uh, all right, 8.59. I'm telling you, 8.59 already just doing that little bit. It may be too much to try to do the archival footage because it's a crap ton of familiar names. So let's actually just early go dark and I'll see you guys at the first break, and then we can do this part. That's fine. Okay. 
Um, Joan is on it, and I'll take a look at that link in the meantime and see about this funny zombie show that I didn't know about. Thank you guys for joining us. I'll see you guys at the first break. Okay, guys, it's 9.04, and we are already at the first commercial break, and June and I are opening with scoring this a six just because of Daryl's big, fat, brass ones that are beautiful to behold. Okay, Joan has sent me the link. I didn't get a chance to look at it because that was a pretty short opening. Um, Let me... I'm going to pull it up, but I'm going to take a look at it later because I want to talk to you guys while I have you. All right, so both of us, what you just missed, if if you weren't quite paying attention, was that they had, Daryl had a hold of Lance, and apparently Carol bargained somehow something with Pamela to get Lance to possibly take the heat for shit that Sebastian pulled. Or at least that's what it looks like at the moment. Anyway, so they're there and they broke up the fight. But Daryl got one last little swipe in that won't ruin the bargain. But Lance is not going to effing forget it. He stabbed him in the hand. That's going to be a very painful reminder. So, yeah, both of us are opening with a six for that. Go, Daryl. And Joan says, well, Daryl, opening with a six, mostly because Daryl did what I've wanted to do for me for a while now. I wanted to cut him a little more south, but we don't need to get into details. Okay, here's the gigantic roster of archival footage that we are likely to see tonight, some of which we just saw. Um, <clears throat> all right, Michael Rooker as Merle. Uh, so all of the following people are archival footage. Uh, Chandler Riggs as Carl, Denai Guerrera as Michonne, Scott Wilson as Herschel Green, who we all miss terribly, um, Stephen Yun as Glenn Ree, Merritt Weaver as Denise Cloyd, Andrew Lincoln as Rick Grimes, Emmy, Emily Kinney as Beth Green, Tyler James Williams as Noah, Thora Birch as Mary, who, reminder, by the way, that I told you all last week, Thora Birch is the actress who was the little girl in the original Hocus Pocus. And that's been a big thing because Hocus Pocus 2 came out last week. So I just want to make sure you all knew that, if she looks a little familiar. All right, Avi Nash as Sadiq. Angus Sampson as Ozzy. Uh, Jason Kirkpatrick as Alec. Matt Mangum, M-A-N-G-U-M, as DJ. Elise Nicole Dufour as Frankie. Brett Butler as Tammy Rose Sutton, Joe Ando Hirsch as Rodney, Kelly Mack as Aunt Adeline, or Addie, Caitlin Nakin as Enid, Elena Masterson as Tara Chambler, Matt Lentz as Henry, Justice Leak as Knife Smock Man, and W.F. Bell as Hilltop Millwright. And what's... Oh, okay. I had notes about the dispensation of these characters, but we are back. So I'll get to this at break number two. Thanks. Okay, guys, it's 916. Joan and I are on the same page. I don't know if for the same reasons. We're both at 625. Um, I'm liking 
the continued movement of the plot, but it slowed down a little bit from the beginning. Uh, so I'm not jumping quite as fast as I was from starting out of six. Also, I, I Jonah said, you know, that um, Judith is too smart for Daryl's peace of mind, bugging him about running away and not staying to fight. I, I agree with Daryl. I don't think this is the same kind of situation as it was at Hilltop or at Alexandria. You know, it wasn't a case of having the same kind of leadership so corrupt. Gregory at Hilltop was, but everybody else wasn't really going along with it. It's just that they didn't want to talk back to him. I'm going to go back and grab a couple of Joan's comments. She's saying, uh, she's guessing it's exactly what Carol did, what I had mentioned earlier, that there was some kind of bargain. She agrees with me that what I suspect may have been what happened, that Carol bargained. But these idiots are going to learn not to underestimate Carol or the rest of the group. And she says, I know the Miltons are dangerous, but they're more like Alexandria was when Rick and company first got there. Yes, it absolutely is. They just don't have a militia the way that they do at the Commonwealth, enforcing all that stuff. That's the big difference. Alexandria didn't have all that. Um, they don't have the experience up close and personal when things go south. Yeah. Um, I think Judith also was too little for Rick's cult. It would be nice to keep it on one hand, but I actually think it's more appropriate that Daryl keep it because he has his crossbow, but I think it's appropriate that he keep the cult for now. Because honestly, I think it would break Judith's wrist if she shot it. Not going to lie. Um, I'm messing around for a minute because we have a commercial. I'm trying to see if we're going back. Uh, there's a trailer for Kevin Can Go Fuck Himself which is a TV show that is on AMC on a different time slot that we usually don't deal with. Oh, Monday's at 9 p.m., series finale, apparently. All right, Zales commercial, more stuff going on. Let me go back to my notes and see what I can share with you guys. Um, okay, that was the archival footage. Um, so tonight's trivia, let me continue. First appearance of the characters Attila and Lothar, who are the wrestlers. Last appearance of Merle, Carl, Herschel, Denise, Beth, Noah, Mary, who is Gamma, and Sadiq. Uh, last appearance also of the following people who are uh, the heads on Pikes. Uh, Ozzy, who was a highwayman. Alec, who was a highwayman. DJ, who was a former savior. Frankie, who was a former savior and one of Negan's wives, the redhead. Uh, Tammy Rose Sutton, who was the blacksmith's wife. Rodney, who was a teen who bullied Henry. Adeline, who was Addie, the nerdy teen girl. And uh, Enid and Henry were the ones on the pikes. And then last appearance of William Milton as a voice only. And this episode marks Nadine, Marissa, and Matt Litt's 25th anniversary, uh, not anniversary, appearance on the TV series. And we have a Kit Kat commercial, so let's continue. Last week's trivia, episode 17. Tonight's episode last week was the 170th episode of Walking Dead ever. Uh, Joan mentions, but even the militia depends too much on their guns, distance weapons, and look where it's gotten those few that have had to deal with close encounters. Yeah, when that herd gets back here, they're sunk. All right, we are now back. I will see you guys at break number three. Thank you.
Okay, guys, it's 927, and we are at break number three. And Joan is going to 6.5. I'm going to 6.75 for Daryl revesting. However, I almost pulled some points because I'm really super mad at Judith because normally she has been a fountain of sensibility. I realize she's a child, and she can't always be wise beyond her years, and she's going to be emotional and fuck up. And now we're having one of those moments, and I'm just very aggravated with her for it. And for making RJ have to lie to Daryl and all this. Ugh! Bad Judith. Bad, 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 bad. Very mad at you. Ugh. I hope that she's not up to something incredibly dumb. Okay. Um, another good reason not to give her the cold. <laughs> so there's that. Let me go back to the notes and let you guys know the rest of the stuff. Let's see. Where did I leave off? Um, I didn't get very far. I got to the Martins. All right. Yes, uh, let's stop there. Okay, so the rest of the co-stars from last week are Jacory, J-A, apostrophe, capital C-O-R-E-Y, Jones as a security guard for Pam, Commonwealth Resident 8, Freddie Boyd as Henderson, who's the government clerk dude, Jonathan Horn as a protester who's the one who outs Sebastian sneaking out the back near Negan. And Derek Evans as radio trooper, Commonwealth Soldier 8, the one trying to do the radio for Lance that Maggie killed. All right. Uncredited last week. DJ Stavropoulos as Casey with a K. He's a resident of Commonwealth at the florist. He's the owner and florist at Casey's Kaleidoscope. Jimmy McAfee as Alexandria resident or Savior 31. Michelle Morano as Alexandria resident or Survivor 30, Kingdom Soldier. Trivia, this extra was originally killed off in the episode Do Not Send Us Astray, but was brought back due to the fact that her face was not actually shown as she was being killed. Laura L. Anderson Weber as Alexandria resident, Alexandria Baker slash Survivor number 128. Laura L. Anderson Weber as a savior for seasons 8 and 9. Gia as Alexandria, resident slash survivor 145. She was a savior for seasons eight and nine also. Um, (laughs) Joseph, what do you expect from Rick's kid? Carl could never stay put, so she's keeping the tradition alive. Ever. Yeah. Oh, and John Gettier as an Alexandria resident. They didn't give an alternative name, you know, if he was Commonwealth resident, blah, blah, blah. All right, they're still in a commercial, so let's keep going. Susan Boone as a Hilltop resident. David Aird, A-I-R-D, as a Hilltop resident. Lindsay Monahan as a Hilltop resident, Survivor one, Survivor 43. Mary Ducoteau, D-O, capital C-O-T-E-A-U, as Hilltop resident, Survivor 28. Meredith Duffy Hale as Hilltop resident, Survivor 102. Nelson Padilla as Hilltop Resident Survivor 231. And I am checking the Kia commercial to see if we're going back before I go any further. Yes, we have another commercial, so let's keep going. Thank you, Wendy's. Uh, Rachel Hernandez as Oceanside Resident Survivor number one. Keely McAllister as Oceanside Resident Survivor 11, Oceanside Century. Ember Brown as Oceanside Resident Survivor 94, now at the Commonwealth. 
Jenny Brown as Oceanside Resident Survivor 97. And archival footage last week, Andrew, Andrew Lincoln as Rick Grimes, Chandler Riggs as Carl, Nigerera as Michonne, Stephen Yun as Glenn, Michael Cudlitz as Abraham, Sonequa Martin-Green as Sasha, Alana Masterson as Tara, Tyler James Williams as Noah, John Bernthal as Shane, David Morrissey as Philip Blake, otherwise Governor, Ryan Hurst as Beta, Samantha Morton as D or Alpha, Lynn Collins as Leah Shaw, Kenrick Green as Scott, who is in Alexandria but still alive, but they had archival footage of him, Wynn Everett as April Martins, Peyton Lockridge as Herschel Ree, uh, younger, Erica Freen at F-R-E-N-E as injured woman. That's the one that had a car wreck and was eaten in season 10, episode two. John Ross as a survivor who is dead in season four, the episode called A, letter A, one episode. And Thomas Downing as Russ in archival footage. We are now back. I'll see you guys at break number four. Okay, I'm actually going up to seven, and Joan is going up to six, seven, five. It's 9.40. We are at commercial break number four. Um, commentary. I was twitchy about the fact that there, not that there's a church in the Commonwealth, because they did that in Alexandria, but it really felt more like just a sanctuary rather than an institution. And here, you know, it's the first church of the Commonwealth. It really smells of state-run religion and really kind of makes my butt clench, honestly. Although I don't think of Gabriel that way. I think of that as something the Commonwealth would happily embrace, but not necessarily Alexandria. Um, uh, And Joan says the birthright thing that the Miltons believe about their leadership, too. Yeah, I honestly am not sure so much that they believe it as much as they need to pretend to believe it to survive. Because if they don't, everything that they have is going to get ripped out from under them. And Joan's like, what the fuck? With the people coming in, the, those assassin weirdos coming in and assassinating all the janitors. It's pretty strange. And she asks, have I read the Mayfair Witches series? I have not. The next Anne Rice book that's going to TV, apparently. I have not. I wish I, I don't have time to read. I have a, <laughs> I have an embarrassingly large stack of to be reads. The Mayfair witches aren't even on there. No, it's no diss to Annie. She's a good writer, a little bit pedantic, but I like her stuff. And I am going to watch um, Interview with the Vampire later tonight. Probably go upstairs and, and watch that on AMC+. Plus. Uh so anyhow, let me get back to my notes because I don't think I finished that. Yeah, trivia from last week. First appearance of Mrs. Martins, Mr. Martins, and Henderson. Last appearance of Sasha, Russ, Shane, Philip Blake, Beta, Alpha, Leah Shaw, and April Martins so far. The title of this episode, Lockdown, refers to a lockdown being ordered by ordered of the Commonwealth Due to the approach of a massive herd, have you noticed the herd is missing and they haven't spoken about the herd tonight, which I find super strange. Um, As of this episode, the opening credits have been extended, featuring 10 more cast members' names, a new animated sequence, and a modified version of Bear McCreary's original score. 
This is also the first time in the TV series that a supporting character is promoted to a main character during a season. And interestingly, do you mind, Joan, um, seeing if you can figure out to whom they're referring? Because I am confused. Um, Okay. Eleanor Matsura, who plays Yumiko, Lauren Ridloff, who plays Connie, Kaylee Fleming, who plays Judith, Nadia Hilker, who plays Magna, Cassidy McClincy, who plays Lydia, Angel Theory, who plays Kelly, Paola Lazaro, who plays uh, Juanita Sanchez, Princess, uh, Michael James Shaw, who's Michael Mercer, Josh Hamilton, who's Lance, and Layla Robbins, who's Pamela Milton, have been added to the opening credits. As of this episode, Lynn Collins, Leia Shaw, is no longer listed in, on, under also starring. Lauren Ridloff and Kaylee Fleming are billed before Nadia Hilker. Margot Bingham, who plays Max Mercer, is still listed under also starring. And we're not back. We're still in commercial. This episode marks Lauren Cohen's 100th appearance on the TV series, making her the fourth person to achieve this mark after Andy Lincoln, Norman Reedus, and Melissa McBride. It also marks Eleanor Matsura and Lauren Ridloff's 20th appearance on the show last week. During the Talking Dead sneak peek for this episode, Judith Grimes refers to Aaron as her adoptive uncle. She calls both Daryl and Aaron uncle when talking to Karen Carol during the episode herself. And when we are back, I'll talk to you guys at break number five. Okay, it's 9.57, and we're at break number five, and it'll probably be the last one. Joan and I are both going to 7.25 because Lance is getting, not Lance, excuse me, the other asshole, the younger one, Sebastian, is getting his comeuppance because Max taped him saying disparaging crap about the Commonwealth, and they just played it at Founders Day, and there is a flipping riot. And we've been seeing teasers where that crowd scene devolves into a riot and there's a walker in the middle of it, which is what I think has to do with why they were killing the janitors and stuff. I think somebody is going to open up the gate and let some walkers in in the middle of all this other fun. Uh, so we'll see how all that goes. But right now we're at 725, and I think it's well-deserved tension. You know, we are in the last, bits of this show so i'm expecting quite a bit from every episode but let me go ahead and try to read you the rest of my notes while i have a chance uh let me see uh last week's episode we were talking about trivia for that uh this episode contains several easter eggs this is not actually the proper use of easter eggs but it's close uh negan briefly dons his own whisperer mask again which is good um once seen a protester behind mercer can be seen holding a mercer for president sign Negan tells Carol, maybe you should have stayed in Leah's cabin, a nod to Negan's departure in the comic series by this point in the story, although we don't usually talk about the comics, but at least there's a running joke about that, and he comes back. Pamela wonders if Connie had a hand in exposing Sebastian's crimes. In New Haunts, Connie mentions that she had exposed Pamela's uncle for corruption before the world ended and got him kicked out of Congress. Maggie and Daryl mention the deaths of Leah and Glenn. On Talking Dead, it's revealed that the mention of Glenn was actually Norman Reedus' idea, 
when he's talking to Maggie. Uh, one of the walkers, oh, wait. Oh, that's Halloween ends. <laughs> okay, some other horror and some fun. Okay. Uh, da, da, da. One of the walkers in the sewers is based on Freddy Krueger is confirmed on Talking Dead. He's also credited as Freddy Walker during the In Memoriam segment. And I'm going down as this. I made a big deal, and no one's caught this. I think it's a huge thing, and no one's caught it. They have failed to catch the Captain Rhodes homage death. That's the soldier who got pulled apart in the overturned vehicle with Rosita and Mercer at 40 minutes and 26 seconds in the video for last week's episode. Everyone is missing this very clear pay and kill. I've seen it. It's very clearly supposed to be Captain Rhodes in Day of the Dead. When they pull him apart, and he's like, choke on it when they pull half of him down the hall. Okay, this is the second episode in which Negan finds himself in a car chase. First one being the episode, The Key, where he was being chased by Rick. In the large overhead shot of the protesting crowd outside Union Station, several extras can be seen multiple times. This is a result of editing where extras were digitally added to make the crowd look larger than it was while adhering to COVID-19 filming protocols. They had to do that. Uh, Deaths last week, the radio trooper and eight unnamed Commonwealth soldiers. This is listed as a goof, but I disagree because of the COVID stuff. Uh, One Commonwealth extra can be seen protesting, but in another scene, scenes seconds later, he's shown getting ice cream with a woman and looking visibly disgusted at the protesters. You know, with COVID the way it is, they're lucky to be able to do crowd scenes, so they do what they have to do for everyone's safety. Um, Talking Dead is on. Cast birthdays this week. Let's shove this in. Tyler James Williams played Noah. Um, season 5, Grady to Richmond, October 9th. He's in Westchester County, New York. Jason Butlin Harner, who was Toby Carlson in Season 11 as the CIA assassin in the episode Warlords, October 9th. Elmira, New York. Lenny James, who plays Morgan, October 11th. He's from Nottingham, England. Matt Madrano, who plays Matthew Krishna Madran. Oh, that's his actual name. Pardon. Matthew Krishna Madran, his stage name is Matthew Madrano, played Brian in Tales of the Walking Dead, season one, episode two, October 11th, L.A., and Vincent Michael Martello, who played Patrick, a prison teen, is October 15th, and he's from Rochester, New York. And we are back, so I will see you guys at the end, and we'll finish up any notes. Thanks. Okay. It's the end of the show. It's 10.07. I'm ending on 7.5, and I'm going to just run through real quick the last stuff. No featured music was identified. We've done birthdays. Talking Dead tonight is Margot Bingham, who's Max, Michael James Shaw, who's Mercer, and Teo Rap Olsen, who's Sebastian. Teo actually did die. Margot and Michael did not. Here's the rest of season 11. Let me get that to you real quick. I'm having a spacing problem. From one computer to the other, I always have this issue, and I'm not sure why. All right. So next week, uh, episode ever, and then season 11 is how we're doing this. So 172 slash 19 is entitled Variant. I mentioned just now, I swore that I saw a couple of the walkers acting funny like they might be the variants we're talking about. Uh, writers Vivian C., the director's been announced. It's Kevin, Karen Gaviola. Uh, I think she's new, possibly. Uh, October 16th, 173-20, What's Been Lost. Eric Mountain, director not announced, 23rd. 
174-21, Outpost 22. Jim Barnes is the writer and director not announced, October 30th. 175-22, Faith. Nicole Morante Matthews is the writer and Magali Lozano is the director, November 6th. 176-23 is called Family, Kevin Diebolt, Eric Mountain, and, oh, Kevin Diebolt's in there twice. I beg your pardon, he shouldn't be. Um, director has not been announced. Uh, but we'll have that for you before the episode comes. That's November 13th. And then 177, 24, rest in peace. Writer's Angela Kang. The last director will be Greg Nicotero. That's November 20th. We do not know what's happening after that. Upcoming shows on NDB Media include Monday Night in America with Roger Noriega tomorrow night, Monday at 10 p.m. Uh, Fandom Access Week in Review Tuesdays, 10 p.m. Uh, Rock and Roll Shrink will be this Wednesday at 11 p.m. Eastern Time, and the topic is going to be Episode 138, Games People Play, LARP as Therapy, uh, Travel Itch Radio on Thursday the 13th at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, Florida's Suncoast Jazz Festival returns for its 32nd year next month on the weekend before Thanksgiving. That actually seems a little strange. Not the weekend before Thanksgiving, guys. But that's the description that was on there. Okay, I'm not sure what's going on with that, but this is what they said. Held on San Key in Clearwater Beach, the event will include more than 80 jazz musicians intent on keeping the musical concept not only alive but thriving. Learn more about the event held at resort settings overlooking the Gulf of Mexico where longtime director Joan Dragon visits Travelage Radio. Listen live as Dan Schlossberg and Mary Ellen Lee Ask Joan what makes the festival so popular. Who will headline this year's event and where to buy tickets? This will be the 469th episode of Travelage Radio as it finishes its 11th season. Ever new on Saturday, 1022. Um, that'll be 1.30 Eastern Time with Chris Smith, host, Hannah McCrane, co-host, and their guests. Um, they do this every other Saturday. I want to thank you guys for joining us. And those of you who may be listening later via podcast, iTunes, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, Spotify, or the Blog Talk Radio website. Special appreciation to our host, NW Media. We hope you will join us next weekend for another live watch party on this same network. Please watch our Facebook page for next week's showtimes and episode listings. Thank you very much for joining us, and good night.